No smutty comments, please. We're gentlemen. It's episode 69 of Have You Seen? Hello and welcome once again to the uh, podcast Submersible. Um, I had a witty intro prepared. I thought of it just before I fell asleep last night. Meant to write it down like I completely forgot. <laughs> so you get this rambling mess instead. Uh, I am Kieran, a few dollars Lafourte, And at the other oh. end of the table is Tom, a few dollars more web. <laughs> uh, we are talking about for a few dollars more this yeah. week, which Tom pitched me last week. Um, the recording is produced... Is, uh, recording is proceeding just fine so i'm going to take these new earphones out because they sound really weird <laughs> compared to the old headphones and i'm just going to wing it okay i might leave one in and see what happens yeah, right. but it's all it all sounds a bit strange to me okay thank you um anything to contribute to an introduction before uh, we just no, barrel straight really. on no i just watch your ramble it's fine great um <laughs> uh, rather than ginger beer or uh pepsi max or anything like that this week i am powered by a bottle of Pear cider, yeah. Because as we record this, tomorrow is my birthday, yeah. And uh, the traditional office quote-unquote surprise of birthday <laughs> cake and alcohol yeah. appeared approximately an hour ago. Yeah, and seeing as I'm teetotal, I'm on Lucasaid. Yeah, well, uh, you're yeah. full of sugar then, aren't you? All yeah. That kind of yeah. Shit. But yes, I have delicious pear-flavored alcohol inside me. So <laughs> let's see how we go. Uh, do you want to recap a few for a few dollars more? Yeah. Um, a Few Dollars More is the second in the Dollars trilogy, or the Man With No Name trilogy. Which, as we discovered last week, isn't actually a trilogy. Yeah, it's kind of weird because it is a trilogy and it's not a trilogy. I think the, the various thing to say is it's, it's a trilogy of style more than... A trilogy of theme, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah Says the yeah. guy who's watched one of the three, no, the I, middle one of the three. Absolutely. I kind of glossed over it a little bit last week, talking about the, the different themes. I think the main consistent factor in all three is Clint Eastwood... Sergio Leone and Ennio Morricone. Yes. And um, I think there's a couple of other bit part actors that are in all three. Uh, and obviously Clint Eastwood's costume with the, the ratty old poncho. And, mm. uh, even though he may or may not be the same character. And I think it's all very confusing and uh, to do with fallings out with producers and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I... I think I've said quite a few times on this show that I've never really got into westerns at all mm. until very recently and now I'm watching loads and, and kind of catching up for lost time really mm. um, and I have watched all three of these movies and I think that the middle one is the best one to kind of start with in a way because uh, A Fistful of Dollars is is good but it's not as good as A Few Dollars More I don't think and the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of takes this style to its extreme, mm -hmm. and it's like three hours long, and you know it doesn't really need to be that long. And even though it's great, it I don't think it was a good starter one, if you like. Okay. Um, so yeah, the basic plot of uh, a few dollars more is um, there's a villain called El Indio who has a huge bounty on his head, and his whole gang have bounties on their heads. Um, and there are what the movie refers to as bounty killers or bounty hunters, as we'd say. Mm. Um, there are two of those. One is Lee Van Cleef, uh, and the other one is Clint Eastwood, obviously. They are both trying to track down El Indio, and they decide that maybe the best way to do it is to join up, take him and his gang down, 
and one of them collects the bounty on El Indio and the other one collects the bounty on the gang which amounts to pretty much the same thing mm. as they're trying to do this they uh, El Indio and his gang commit another robbery and the bounty hunters decide to let that happen because that might give them the perfect opportunity to take him down just after they've they've committed the robbery and to also collect the additional bounty reward for returning the money yes um so that's why it's called for a few dollars more because mm-hmm. you're kind of uh, eking out every last cent they can out of these criminals um there's lots of like i said last week there's lots of things to do with trust obviously nobody trusts anybody else mm. and it's about playing that trust to your advantage or not um and there's lots of kind of back and forth and power struggles between all three people mm. um and like i said i think it's the be- it's the most concise way of of that kind of story and that style that is it within this trilogy um so anyway that's enough of me kind of ham-fistedly rambling over why i liked it <laughs> what what did you like it at all or were you interested or not really or um i'm going to adjust my pop shield so i can see you <laughs> rather than looking through it <laughs> and if that hasn't made too much noise i'm going to leave that in mm-hmm. um this film i did enjoy it and i didn't enjoy it right i kind of expected it's hard this, to explain this sort why. Of answer. yeah um it's w-shaped it's got a great beginning, yeah. a great high spot in the middle, and yeah. a great ending. And there's two saggy bits yeah. that, connect, that connect those three together. That That's kind of like uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, except there are more peaks and troughs. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's, it's longer. very, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the peaks are the the peaks really are um, the introduction of Lee Van Cleef yes. is excellent. I love that introduction. The introduction of, of uh, Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. is also very good. Yeah. Um, and what I like is to build that um, this guy's a badass, this guy's a badass. Eventually, these two are going to collide. Yeah. Just wait. Yes. Exactly. You know that they're on the, the they're on a collision course. Yeah. And that's the peak in the middle. Yes. Which is that um, the mutual humiliation that turns to mutual respect scene. Yeah. That's the, brilliant. The hat that's so scene. good. I thought what was uh, what did I write? Uh, Eastwood hiring someone to just pack his rival's things and cart them out while the guy's still in his hotel room is just like a, the ultimate dick move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he shoots his hat down the street. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then the end where... Um, uh, what's the character's name? Van Cleef's character. Remind me, uh, Mortimer? Yeah, Mortimer. Uh, Colonel Mortimer. Mortimer, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, where Mortimer finally faces off with El Indio. Yeah. And um, with Eastwood, if you like, as kind of the slightly biased referee. Yes. Uh, who's kind of on the sidelines to just make sure nothing untoward happens and these two men, yeah. one of them is going to kill the other and he's going to make sure they do it honourably. Yeah, because I think by this point... Uh, Eastwood has has realised that there's more to the relationship between Mortimer and Indio than just the bounty. Yes, and he's he's he realises that Mortimer has a score to settle, mm. and it's not about the money, uh, or not just about the money. And he's willing to let him have his moment. Yes, and then they'll figure out the money yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, yeah, they're, they're kind of they're the bits that mm. I really enjoy. There are there's yeah. other good stuff in there as well. Yeah. But um, during the robberies, because they do back, they, they essentially the gangs are back to back robberies. They yeah. go and rob one town to get all of the 
the hired guns, all of the police, for lack of a better term, better yeah. term, away from the bigger bank dealing with that, so they can then go in and rob the Bank of El Paso. Is the big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and during that, because Clint Eastwood is then at that point inside the gang, yeah, and he's started double crossing them. There were bits where I was sitting there going, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, I was just a little bit confused and pulled out of it yeah i think that that is one of the problems with all three of these movies that there are moments where you just go why okay this this seems a bit i don't know i'm not quite sure about this moment or this this bit um the reason clint eastwood's part of the gang is because lee van cleef pretty much faces off with some of the gang members right away after mm. all the three characters have been introduced one of his moments is he's facing off against these guys uh, did, oh, he upsets in, them in a bar doesn't in he the, in the slim where he strikes yeah. his um, he strikes his match on, on the Klaus guys. Kinski's hump yeah yes. yeah and uh, then there's this whole kind I of I didn't realise that was Klaus Kinski no I didn't until the credits came yeah. out and I, I like, thought really? that bloke looks a bit like Christopher Lambert right yeah oh god he does yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Klaus Kinski, free, uh, frequent collaborator with Werner Herzog. Yes, yeah, uh, including things like the uh, Nosferatu remake and Fitzcarraldo and the Wrath yeah. of God and all that mm. kind of business. He's the yeah. only other name you recognise in the credit yeah. credits. Otherwise, it's just shitloads of random Italians. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think a lot of the Italian people you are like, I, that's that's a. Uh, a nations whose cinema we haven't really explored, and I've never really watched much Italian, Italian cinema, film. like Fellini and all that kind of stuff. No, because it all ended up being like Roberto Benigni, didn't it? Yeah, so I, I never, I, I don't know much about it. So I'd imagine if we. Oh, there is one Italian film I've seen, and I do like. And if I can find it, we might have to do it. I was shown it uh, in film studies. Really? Which yeah, one? it's a silly it? Italian comedy. Oh, okay. But uh, I shall, I shall keep it under wraps and see if I can find it. Yeah, well, there's, it's all of those that kind of sixties ilk mm. uh, Italian movies. I, th- I think some of these guys were obviously in those. Mm. You know. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, it's, 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 I'm, I'm glad you like the bits you like. Yeah. And I understand why yeah. you don't like. The bits I you don't think like. I like it enough to go and do the good, the bad, and the ugly at some point. Okay. Cool. I, I, I mentioned to you. Uh, off air at some point that because it's so long and we're having such nice weather at yeah. the moment, I'm not going to deprive you of three hours of sunshine. So I'll I'll wait until the winter, dark winter months. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll buy the same token. To I've I've got a three hour movie that I want to give right. to you. Okay, but cool. I'm not going to deprive you of sunshine no, to do no. it. Um, even at the very beginning of this film, mm. there's a long shot, a really yeah. long shot. I, I mean, long take and from a distance. Yes. Of a bloke on a horse. Yeah, and he's just in. a speck. Yeah. Really. Yeah. He gets cut slowly vista. closer and closer. And you think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he might make it all the way to the camera. That's going to be a damn long shot yeah. by the time yeah. he gets there. Um, and then there's a gunshot and he falls off the horse. Yeah. The horse runs away. Yeah. <laughs> and my first note is, I knew it. I knew the bloke on the horse was going to get a shot. <laughs> and then he has to lay there for the duration of the entire oh, opening credits. title. Yeah, I know, um, yeah. Which I quite like because they're a bit crappy, but a bit fun all at the same time. <laughs> but I think that kind of sums up the, the spaghetti western because it's every, it's every kind of cl- western cliche, mm. but done in a really stylish way that makes it kind of fun, almost campy, but not. Well, I one of my notes just says this is a cartoon. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it kind of is. But then there's there's moments that are quite mm. serious or dark. Do you know what the other thing it made me think of? Yeah, was a uh, a Shaw Brothers revenge kung fu movie. Yeah, yes, yes. It's similar styling, mm. similar kind of character types. Yeah. lots um, of close ups of eyes. Yeah, lots of close ups of eyes. Villains <laughs> yeah. with stupid mustaches. That, that gets taken to the extreme in the good, the bad, the ugly. I think yeah. there's one scene that goes on for about two minutes, and it's just close ups of eyes <laughs> and music stings on each one. Amazing. Yeah. Um, there are an awful lot of moustaches and smoking in this film yeah yeah um, I loved the visual gag of um, 
during Eastwood's introduction where he goes into the saloon mm. uh, and the guy he has to take out is a poker player. Yes. And they go and get somebody snitches and kind of goes and gets that guy's the gang. The boss, yeah. Yeah, and one guy turns up. He's run from the barbers where he hasn't <laughs> finished being shaved. Yeah. And he turns up with the perfect, like, half. one side of the face yeah. half beard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the fight I was... I, I don't know. If, I think oh, I yeah, the one-handed on fight. The one-handed fight. When, yeah. I, when, when I first watched it, I thought, that was a bit rubbish. And the second time, I, I actually realised that he, yeah. he, he his right hand is always on his gun. Yeah. And I thought that was such a great... Yeah, character trait that you don't is not made a thing of. Like no one, no, there's no horrible exposition line of look. He always keeps his hand on his gun. Yeah, which you, you yeah, would and get, it only becomes know? apparent later on where to quote unquote disguise himself. He takes off the gauntlet he wears on that arm. Yeah, because El Indio finds it, and presents it to him when they rat him out. When yeah, they, when they find him later on. Yeah, and actually uh, later on uh, after the El Paso robbery, I wrote in big letters, "Oh, Manco decks a guy right-handed." Right. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a fight and he actually hit it's someone with his right, right hand. hand yeah um there are lots of the the silly kind of like spaghetti western stuff mm. i loved um the guy with his foot standing up on a box and someone comes into the room and fires and shoots his spurs to make them spin yes exactly that's the stuff that i mean it's it is cheesy but it just and then it, like we said there's all the hats getting shot around yeah 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 it's brilliantly silly yeah uh, I also liked the most nonchalant p- prison break in cinema history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where he, Eastwood's face just kind of appears at a set of bars, yeah. casually plonks in some dynamite, tips his hat to the bloke in the cell, <laughs> yeah, lights it and disappears it? again. <laughs> yeah. I think I, Clint Eastwood, for me, in this movie, he's got... It's like Dirty Harry. He's just... His presence yeah. just brings that character. And no matter what he does... He definitely had something. He's got, yeah, exactly. he's got yeah. screen presence from the beginning. And Van Cleef as well. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like a really impressive and intimidating screen presence. Yeah, which is... Because, I mean, Clint Eastwood, he's 6'4". He's, he's an imposing man. Mm. Whereas Lee Van Cleef... I, I mean, I don't think he's short, but he's smaller than Eastwood. Mm. And he's he's got really pointy features, which makes him look quite kind of weaselly in a yeah. way. So... But that but I he didn't doesn't think of either of those no, things. If to me exactly. he looks like he's the taller man in this film. Yeah, and he because uh, he maybe dresses, they shot it that way. They might. Have, I mean, but he's 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 very different. His clothes are really pin sharp, smart. He's yeah, he's the experienced gentleman to Eastwood's kind of youthful exuberance. Isn't the word? But no, it, it's almost more uh, like. He's uh, more rough and ready. Exactly, if you like. it's, it's kind of like uh, precision and honed Refinement. skill versus. Yeah. Natural talent. Natural talent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like you often see in sport, you'll see one person who's who's really technical about the way they do things and another person just can do it. Yeah. You know, and each yeah. has their advantage in different ways. Um but no, I lo- and I love like I love Lee Van Cleef's arsenal of, of bizarre weapons. I was going to say, yeah, you weren't kidding about that revolver. I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like a stupid eighteen-inch barrel and a stock on it. The it thing just with the stock, so yeah, East, Eastwood's character even says, "What's a guy in our li- line of work doing with a thing like this?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, like purposely straps on a proper sh- six shooter on him to yeah. take out Olympia, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather than that ridiculous gun. Yeah. Um, something I noticed: nobody lives in these towns. There's a shot of like hustle and bustle early on, yeah, yeah, and then when like any shot where like the the kid that mm. Eastwood meets yeah. towards the beginning uh, yeah. that he gets him to like tell me if any stranger there's fifty cents in it for you every time a stranger you tell me a stranger comes in yeah, town. Yeah. Um, 
but other than that, anytime they're out in the street, there's nobody around. No. Well, I kind of, I can kind of think of two explanations for it. One is everybody that, runs and hides from the gunfighters. Well, that's three. Okay, everyone runs oh, away right. from from the violent people. Two, you know, it's it's the West, so that not many people have got there. So this is like these are forging yeah. communities that are that are you know they're they're in their infancy. But these, still, these towns. There's, yeah, there's buildings and general stores and saloons. Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, well, there has to be, but but they're for they're for travelling people, people okay. you know, herding cattle, yeah. building train lines, all that kind of stuff. And the other option is that extras cost money. Yeah, and these were very low budget movies. I came so, up with number four. Well, go on. Everybody's in the pub. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're always in the. Saloon. But yeah, there could have been some faces against the windows of the saloons <laughs> Just and that kind of thing. cutouts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, mm. uh, towards the end, there was a gag I really liked where it's where um, uh, Mortimer and what's Eastwood's name in this film? Manco. Manco, there we go. Or, or Mo- no, it's Monco. Monco. I put the subtitle up, it's Monco, M O N C O. Yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't understand El Indio without the subtitles. <laughs> right, okay. Um, uh, there's a bit where they're kind of like essentially plowing through El Indio's gang in the town. Yeah. Uh, and Eastwood runs into a building and they couple of guys go in after him and they see what they think is him mm. and he's just hung his poncho and hat on something in the corner and spins around in the barber's chair and takes them <laughs> yeah, out yeah. that i really like yeah. um the town that that final showdown is do you know what it's called no agua caliente right hot water <laughs> nice i like that yeah the other thing i had well they they steal the money from the chest that yeah el indio's put it in so yeah. okay the, there's a whole sequence of stuff there's a cast iron safe yeah. in the in the El, Bank of El Paso. Yeah, which is hidden they in don't, a wooden yeah, cabinet. But they don't want it to look like a safe, so they hide it in a cabinet. Yeah. They get a cabinet maker to make a cabinet around it. So they still, El Indio's gang steal the whole kit and caboodle, shoot their way into the cabinet. Yeah. Van Cleef uses some kind of acid and a drill to get into that safe. Yeah. They take the money out, put that in a chest, stick that in the, let's say, storeroom. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's it's a, a store full of stuff. Yeah, but it, but given where they are, it's probably one of the safest rooms in their yeah. thing because yeah, it wasn't just money and gold that was valuable. It was all the food and the yeah. you know yeah. So sorry, weird things appeared on the computer screen. Let me just get rid of it. Um, Eastwood breaks into there yeah. by going through the roof. Mm-hmm. Swipes the money out of the thing. Somebody swipes the money out of the thing. Eastwood then comes back out. Clint Eastwood, roofer extraordinaire, (laughs) taking off and replacing roof tiles. And then as he's coming out, he's caught by El Indio. Like he steps down off the roof and steps onto El Indio's shoulder. Yeah. Uh, And then Van Cleef does the same thing and they get dragged away and beaten up. When did Eastwood have time to hide the saddlebags full of money in the tree that he finds at the end? Oh, there is a moment. He puts his foot on El Indio's shoulder by accident. Mm. And and there's a moment, there's a one shot, and he just goes like that and he just throws it to the side I didn't see that yeah. I must have been it's looking quite, away it's quite a dark okay. shot so he, he puts his foot down and he he know you, you see a shot of him realise yeah. that he's just yeah. stepped on something. so he just shoves okay, it in the, that was it in a, the that tree was, that was a problem I had it's like why how okay because I hadn't seen that shot I didn't yeah. realise how El Indio didn't know there wouldn't be money in the yeah chest. no he, he, he shoved yeah. it in also Hell of a shot managing to get it on a low enough branch on a tree that he knows he's going to ride past on the way out of town. <laughs> okay, well that makes that makes the ending a bit clearer because yeah. I was like, this is bullshit. There no, is no way. Well, he could I, th- have done I, I think I, I think part of the problem with some of these movies is, like you said, because it goes in peaks and troughs. There are moments where you kind of not tune out, but you're not as perceptive as maybe you should be, and you miss tiny little things that make a big difference later on. A, a kind of another problem I had with the concentrating was. 
there are a lot of faces in it. There yeah. are a lot of people show up. Yeah. It's, oh good, it's another heavily tanned man with a moustache who's badly dubbed. Yeah. Which one is this one? <laughs> yeah, I know. You and unless they have like a distinctive costume, like El Nino, for example, yeah. yes. I couldn't pick them apart. Yeah, I completely Low, agree. Like, the gang members are completely yeah, interchangeable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that, I had trouble following some of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, the more I think about it, I think the more I like it. Now I've kind of like had like explained where the money went and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No. I like I, it a bit like more. I say, I enjoyed it much more watching it the second time. Mm. Um, and and I think it's there. There are sort of movies you kind of got to approach them with a sense of fun and a slight sense of tongue in cheek. Um, mm. But having said that, I think just stylistically the music and the cinematography oh it looks and great and also fantastic i watched this uh streaming on uk netflix yeah the version that's up there is mm. pin sharp oh and it's just beautiful yeah, yeah it's re- still really nice to look at and this was made in 65 yeah for absolutely. no money in yeah. somewhere in italy yeah uh it looks yeah. great the shots where van cleef is riding away at the end silhouetted mm-hmm. against the sunset yeah amazing yeah I, I think that you can get all three as a blu-ray in a as a trilogy in a Blu-ray mm. box set. I think I'm going to have to try and pick it up because, yeah, I really do like them. I think, funny enough, I've watched, I've watched Fist uh, for a few dollars more twice. Mm. I've watched The Good, The Bag, and The Ugly once, but by this point, I the bag and the ugly. Yeah, Good, The Bag and the Ugly. I'd seen, I'd seen a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more twice, and then I watched The Good, The Bag, and The Ugly, and I paid more attention. Right. The one that I think I need to go back and watch is the first one again. Okay. I still don't, you know. Maybe it's better than I, I, I remember it being, but mm. I think um, I think seeing as how you like this one, I think we'll, we'll probably go good, bad, and the ugly next. Yeah, um, just because it'd be a winter treat. Yeah, and that, that one kind of ramps up the silliness a little bit as mm. well. So oh, this uh, this definitely has its very silly moments. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think um, I think you'll like the the different three three way of the characters in mm. in in that one is is that mm. it's a complete completely different setup yeah um and the well the only constant is clint eastwood mm. in the same sort of role yeah um but this that one it kind of brings in because it's funny that i always separate out in my brain the wild west and the american civil war mm. but they were actually happening at the same time yeah just in slightly different locations a bit you know yeah yeah, yeah. um well, I was thinking broadly the same thing, actually. Believe it yeah. or not, the other day, through something completely different, I'm currently playing Assassin's Creed Three, right. which takes place during the American Civil War, right. which in my head I've divorced from the Wild West, thinking yeah. I really like... I was thinking, okay, the progression of this series, like we've had... There's been like the North African section, which was the first one, then they yeah. did the, the Assassin's Creed Two trilogy, which is all set in uh, Renaissance Italy. Yeah. And then the third... What the, the game that's called Assassin's Creed Three is set in during the american civil war and i was thinking well what i want for the rest of this series is uh, i want it set during the wild west yeah. which is the civil war i want ninjas so i want an episode set in japan all right uh i want one in world war Two, yeah and then i want a modern day one where you're doing all this shit throughout in a city and skyscrapers yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah i was thinking you know what if we mash this with red dead redemption yeah which i love yeah exactly yeah. and i think well hang on they're kind of these these could essentially be events that are happening at the same time. Yes, so I know exactly yeah. what you mean, and that yeah. was a long-winded way of me explaining that I've been thinking about exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Because so that that I think that's one of the things I found a little bit disjointed with uh, with um, with the good, the bad, the ugly that you'll see when we when we come to watch. Is it there are moments where it's, it's almost a civil war movie, and moments where it's a western, and it's a bit kind of like, oh, mm. okay, it's a bit yeah. 
jarring because my brain doesn't fuse those two elements of history together which you probably should the other thing i was expecting and threw me throughout the whole film right. is because i knew it was shot in italy yeah and i knew everybody was a badly dubbed italian apart from the two leads yeah. really yeah i was expecting all the dubbing to be in italian accents right. <laughs> well i know the guy that played el indio actually did his own dubbing but with a kind of mexican yeah accent. yeah he kind of yeah mm. so i um i don't know if he he was he italian i think he is italian mm. Um, but I think they did film some of it in Spain, so some of the, okay. some of the others might be Spanish. Uh, Spanish. Yeah, but no, I was um, expecting all the voices apart from Italian, the two Americans Italian, to be Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, as I say, the more I think about this, I think the more I like it. Yeah, um, I'm definitely open for watching The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah. I've owned a copy for years. I got yeah. it secondhand over a decade ago, yeah. and I've just not got around to well, watching ma- it. Maybe what I'll do because I think the version that's on UK Netflix is like the f- the the biggest version available oh jesus which is the like three hour one right so what i might do is if between now and winter or autumn i'll see if i can get hold of a copy of the blu-rays okay um and i'll see what version is on don't feel you have to spend money for this show well no i want to own them okay um because i i really enjoy them so um i shall have a look and see what i can find on the subject of netflix yes out of interest last night when I'd finished watching the movie, I just did yeah. a flick through, because I watch it on my Xbox, and I just flick through all the panels that come up in the Xbox interface yeah. to see what, just without searching, was available that we had covered on this show. Right. So if you want to catch up with this show and don't have a Netflix account yet, yeah. here's what you can watch on UK Netflix mm-hmm. that we've covered. For a few dollars more, obviously. A Royal Affair, Troll Hunter, Primer... The 39 Steps, When Harry Met Sally, Almost Famous, although that will be the regular cut rather than the version we covered. Yeah, which is good. Uh, Being Elmo. Right. Kill Bill, but only Volume 2. Right, right. Volume 1's not on there. The Raid, Sky High, Warrior, Arrested Development, which is where I cheated in Episode 8. Yeah. Uh, George of the Jungle and The Andromeda Strain. Wow. And that w- that wasn't doing a search for anything we've covered. That was just flicking through all the thumbnails that came Really? Up. Okay. Yeah. I bet if we searched, we'd find We'd probably it. find, find a whole more. lot more. Yeah, because yeah, I know um, things like True Grit were on there. Yeah. I have been on there at least yeah. previously. Yeah, go and get, get a free subscription for about a month. And then yeah, and just, just binge. Just binge, yeah. yeah. Get our, have our <laughs> A to Z on reviews. one side. Yeah, yeah. send us reviews, yeah. Um, something that made me crack up, though, yeah. was uh, I was flicking through the horror movie section, mm-hmm. and something that's listed as a horror movie yeah. is the US version the Roland Emmerich Godzilla. Oh, really? And I think that's more a horrible movie than a horror <laughs> yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Although I do remember once it said, because you've watched Face Off, you might enjoy Dinosaurs. Do you remember that really crap, <laughs> that really crap uh, sitcom I, that I where got, people, the, yeah, the yeah, dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah, I got, because you've watched Paranorman, you may enjoy Ghost Dad starring Bill Cosby. <laughs> Maybe awesome. we should do that. The Netflix chain, like the Netflix rabbit hole, yeah, okay, where we watch yeah. a movie yeah. and then... Whoever had it pitched to them has to pick one just from the because you've watched this you may like and yeah, pitch okay, that yeah. back and we keep going and keep going and just see how bad the films get. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pitch something, don't I? You do. Can I have a mouth of the water? But do you want a vamp? Pull out a mouth of the water. You can. Well, actually, this is perfect opportunity because you can pitch something, yeah. or or you couldn't. Why? Because you could have a look. In the he has a thing. He has a bag. In the secret mystery birthday bag. Oh. And have oh. a look in there and decide 
whether you want to pitch me the movie you want to pitch me or do you want to do something else I've turned my phone off I want to take a picture I'll, I'll take a picture of the secret mystery yeah, birthday I can, bag I can, I can you do it yeah yeah wait I'll hold the secret mystery birthday bag okay thanks. it's always good when we do photography live on the show because <laughs> yeah. it translates uh, really well to the um, <laughs> the to medium the, of the, the sound <laughs> to the medium of podcast <laughs> oh <laughs> lazy bastard Okay. All right. This is Twice the bag of mystery. It looks yeah. like it's been given to you by the Riddler. <laughs> yeah. I'm presuming it's film-related, and it's something you have seen that I have not. I haven't seen. Oh, it, you haven't seen. Well, no. I have. No. It says Legends. Yeah. It says Blu-ray two-pack. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is a movie you mentioned to me. Yes. And it looked absolutely ridiculous, and I kind of thought it was appropriate. And then I tried to get the Blu-ray of it, and I could only buy it in a double pack, but that's yeah. the only UK double pack. So, right. so and, and then when I saw what it comes with, I thought, that's perfect. Right. Because this, this works on many levels. It does. Because, okay, we should explain. The, the movie I've mentioned, we, I found a list online of 25. Um, this tie, amazingly ties into what I was going to pitch. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we, oh, I found a list online of 25 diehard knockoffs slash clones you must see. Okay. All right. Um, okay. One of them was a French film called yeah. Sleepless Night. Right. Which is uh, diehard plus taken in a nightclub. Okay. And That's I watched that with the uh, intention of pitching it to you at some point. And I might do because it's quite good. I right, want to watch okay. it again. It's quite good. But when that finished, that threw up a, you've seen this, so you might like to watch this. Yeah. So I watched that instead, which is something I had also been meaning to watch. And that was better. And okay. that was why I, I was going to pitch you this one. Okay, right. Also on the list of 25 Die Hard Things You Must See is a film called Command Performance. Yeah. Um, which is Die Hard at a rock concert, Yeah. essentially. Uh-huh. Where the only man who can save the day is the drummer of the band, who's yeah. played by Dolph Lundgren. Yes. The unique selling point of this film is yes. that it is directed by Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Um, we should also mention the other thing that comes in the two pack. Yes. Now this intrigued me. So, figure, so first off, uh, obviously you you bought me the Dolph Lundgren version of the Punisher for my birthday. Yeah. So I kind of thought I should return the Lundgren. <laughs> Thanks. And give you this. And then when I saw that it came with what can only dis- be described as Battle Royale, but with, with Stone Cold Steve Austin playing Katniss Evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Steve Austin and Vinnie Jones in The Condemned. Yes. Which yeah. is widely regarded as being the best of the WWE produced movies. Oh, really? Movies. Okay, yeah. right. I didn't know. I think I it's one about of it. only two to have turned a profit. The other one being okay. The Marine, which was the first one, so oh, John Cena. Yeah, yeah. I have also toyed with a project for the blog that I haven't done yet. Okay. I was going to subject myself <laughs> yes. to every film that has the WWE Films logo on them right. and review them for the website. Oh, you should do some. I've only seen that. one so far, right. which is 12 rounds, which is all right. It's not bad, actually. Yeah, I remember, I remember actually that they've now That they've that. remade. So it didn't do a Are sequel. They? Yeah. They called it 12 Rounds 2 Reloaded, right, but it's a remake, and instead of John Cena being yeah. the wrestler in the lead, it's yeah. Randy Orton who's the wrestler in the lead. Brilliant. Otherwise, it appears to be exactly the same. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, so I figured... I don't we, know which to do now. I now have a potential of three movies. Yeah, so it's up to you. We can do whatever you like. Because hmm. I haven't seen any either of those, okay. as you can tell, because it's still, still in the uh, shrink yeah, wrap. Yeah, it's still shrink wrap. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm quite happy to do whatever you like. Okay, I think, do you know what? Yeah. I'm going to hold off on these. Okay. And I'm going to pitch what I was going to pitch initially. Thank you for this. No, that's fine. Because yeah. I've actually wanted to see both these films. <laughs> Excellent. But I would never pay money for them. <laughs> um, because if I don't pitch what I've done, yeah. I'll forget. I have a memory like a goldfish, and okay. if I leave this two weeks or whatever, I'll be looking down my notes thinking, Fine. what the okay. fuck was I on about? So, <laughs> well, it's up to you. I mean, we could either do... We could, you could either do your pitch next week. Mm. So rather than me do another one next week, we could do one of those this week and then do your one next week. Why? Tell you what. Yeah. I'll do the one I have this, this week, week. And we'll do one of those next, next week. week. we'll toss a coin so we don't even know which one it's going to be. Okay, fair enough. And yeah. what we'll do is we'll just maybe live, we'll go on the Wi-Fi that's in the submersible and find out what we can about it, and that can be the pitch. Fine, okay, yeah. yeah so sure. next week, episode yeah. 70 is going to be mystery action movie starring either Dolph Lundgren <laughs> or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Brilliant. <laughs> maybe what we should do actually is just go and find an, a, a review with no spoilers. Of each one. Of each one. Or okay, like that's that. not bad. Okay, yeah. so we'll prep for both and toss a coin yeah, and yeah. see what see yeah. what happens. And maybe maybe we'll video the coin toss for the YouTube YouTube channel. Yeah, that absolutely. would be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I I always originally got you to vamp because I needed a glass of water. Now I've done all that talking. I need to drink. <laughs> <with you. laughs> right. Oh boy. Okay. So I don't actually have many notes. It's going to be a short pitch. Okay, that's fine. So as I said, I watched this French thriller. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty good. I quite liked it. And it was good enough to pitch, I thought. Okay. <clears throat> and then it comes up with three suggestions at the end. Right. Uh, and one of them was something I'd wanted to see since it came out and just not. Okay. Uh, so I clicked on it and watched that. Mm-hmm. It's called Point Blank. And it's oh, not the yeah. Lee Marvin film. Yeah, I remember th- uh, Yeah, I remember seeing something about this when it came yeah. out. It was, it's, yes. This is another French, French thriller. action thriller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I can't remember what I know about it. I know... I, I remember... Being having my interest peaked in it, I can't remember why or what for, or you know. Yeah, um, the basic story is there's a, a guy called Sam, uh, Samuel uh, Pierre. Any French listeners are gonna <laughs> crucify me for that. <laughs> he is a nurse's aide, so he's not even a nurse, he's a trainee male nurse, right? He um, has a patient, mm. um, he essentially saves the wrong guy, okay? Um, he uh, his wife is then pregnant wife is then kidnapped mm-hmm. uh, and he gets a phone call saying he has to bring this patient uh, to this location or he doesn't get his wife back wow that's that, that's your setup. wow um, I don't know I really it's one of those things I don't want to tell you much about no, it no that's fine um, but it involves a lot of Frenchness yeah a lot of action mm-hmm. um, it's only 84 minutes long right okay uh, it's uh, efficient, uh, taut, fast-paced, exciting. It's smart. Um, it's well shot. Some yeah. of the cinematography is very nice. We like yeah. movies that look good on this show. Yeah. Um, you won't know anybody in it. It's just no, full of French fine. people with interesting faces. I think. That's what I put. Yeah, I think that kind of sometimes lends itself to thrillers because because it kind of you, you, it's like one of my uh, when I did film studies. Mm. Um, he was talking about the fugitive. Mm. Do you remember this class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you know that Harrison Ford didn't do it before you even go and see in the film? Because the one-armed man did it. No, because <laughs> Har- Harrison Ford doesn't fucking kill women. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of you kind of go in with a biased thing. Yeah. It's like you, you know, know the hero's gonna. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know with with Taken or any of the Nicolas Cage 
knockoffs that he's made. <laughs> Stolen. Stolen. Filched. Filched. <laughs> We've got someone in the office who keeps cu- trying to come up with... Um, yeah. Oh, um, I I came up with one, and we think it's the Hugh Grant one. Right. It's called Acquisition Without Permission. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, actually, there is a Hugh Grant thriller that I might pitch you at one point. It's the only one he ever made. I think called Extreme Measures. Him, him, and Gene Hackman. Have I seen that? It's, 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 it's sad. No, in- I've seen Extreme something else, which is Andy Garcia and Michael Keaton, which actually turned out to be way better than I thought it was going to yeah, be. This I think you saw thing. it in the cinema with me. Did we? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay, somebody did. Right, well, me. Anyway. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? I can't remember. We were talking oh, about oh, point yeah, blank. Saying, yeah, no, I was saying that you know quite often you go into a thriller and you know you know the hero's not going to do it. The hero's you know you know that Liam Neeson's always going to get his family back and Harrison Ford is always going to get his yeah, family yeah. back and Nicholas yeah. Cage would probably get his family we'll back we'll talk more about that next week yeah because that ties in quite well with this film actually yeah. um, uh, <laughs> it should have it should have been called Don't Move because that shouted a lot in the <laughs> okay, right. um, uh, there's a great foot chase and okay. we love a good chase there's a really good foot chase through the Paris mm. metro through, the, through right. a Paris metro station yeah and I think I should probably sign off this bitch by saying it has the best pregnant woman in a toilet fight you'll ever see. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed this. Okay. Uh, it moves along at a cracking pace. Mm. Um, there's no wasted motion. I really like the lead guy. Yeah. I have no idea what his name is. I should probably find out. Yeah. Uh, he's, he was very good as the ordinary man in peril. Yeah. He's not obviously an action hero. He's a male, a trainee male nurse for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, he is, yeah. Hulk hard man commando <laughs> at large or anything like that he is the ultimate weapon yeah he's just he's just a normal guy with a slightly too big face right <laughs> <laughs> and okay. lots of French stubble right. um, yeah uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this cool um, and I hope you will as well Excellent. that was a short and crap pitch no it was good um, so uh, that's on US Netflix on US Netflix uh, okay, it's fine. not on UK I checked All before right. we started okay um that's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've it is. Through, I think it is. We've got through the review. We've got through the pitch. We got through the surprise mystery Riddler bag. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and uh, next week, I guess it's it's going to be point blank. Point blank. Which I, because it's so short, I might actually watch again. I've yeah. got. Don't read them, but that's my notes, and Why? the top half of that's a synopsis. Yeah, oh, blimey. Okay. Which I didn't read out half of because it's not quite accurate on IMDb. Fine. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's that, and then I guess it's into the. Uh, the, the box co- set of Doom. <laughs> yeah, coin toss action movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We'll Excellent. just call it the coin toss action movie special. Yeah, okay. If you want to get in on the reviews part of this, we told yeah. you, just sign up for a yeah. free 30 days of Netflix and you can watch that list of films I mm, reeled off absolutely. earlier and possibly some more if you have our A to Z next to you and just search them yeah 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 we've watched enough yeah, if absolutely. you are able to tunnel through to the US edition of Netflix then mm. way more stuff is on there such yeah. as uh, Shall We Dance Who definitely True Grit yeah a whole load of things yeah Juro Dreams of Sushi yeah I know uh, Panic of Village was kicking around on UK Netflix oh yeah ages. that comes and goes that comes so and that goes. might still be there um, uh, there was another couple of things I saw recently and I was like oh yeah, yeah. No, that's, right, that's on there yeah so yeah there's definitely some stuff kicking around yeah you can do this by going to Twitter at HYS Podcast. Send mm-hmm. us 140 characters. Yeah. Uh, the Facebook is the Facebook. Our Facebook page <laughs> is facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. Getting back to the social network. Yeah, again. I know. Um, did I mention that I'd seen a movie recently that was set in like 2005? 
around the time that that was being set up and oh, references yeah, yeah. thefacebook.com. Yeah, yeah, you I did, can't remember yeah. what it was. No, I, I remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. It was either set in or shot in 2005. Yeah. Um, the blog is haveyouseen.net, which yeah. is pretty much up to date. The only things I haven't put cool. on it are for a few dollars more and whatever it was we reviewed last week. Queen of Versailles. Queen of Versailles. Yeah. Uh, which I need. Oh, I was just knackered. Yeah. Uh, but I've got a day off tomorrow, so I'm going to spend my birthday editing a podcast, <laughs> uploading, and um, adding stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the email is podcast at haveyouseen.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send pitches and reviews and birthday wishes and yes. hilarious animated gifts. Don't do that, actually. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you can send. You can send all that. Yeah. Um, we like shares and likes on Facebook particularly of new show posts retweets on Twitter especially of new show tweets reviews yeah. and ratings on iTunes to keep us visible mm-hmm. particularly five star ones we love those mm-hmm. and pitches for uh, new films and reviews of stuff we've covered mm-hmm. I need to rewrite this section because I do the same thing every week yeah. and it's all, it's getting a bit redundant I can right. <laughs> say the same thing over and over perhaps you just need to start in a different order perhaps I should Thank you to Alexi Mom for his technical expertise. I'm doing it in a different order. <laughs> uh, thank you to all of you listening, especially if you've uh, sent us reviews or pitches. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, of course, to Upbeat Productions for leasing us the submersible yes. another day. Today with aircon. Yeah. Which yeah. hopefully won't uh, come out or be taken care of by the automatic noise reduction that this <laughs> goes through when I do the post-prod. Yeah, hopefully. But it's been nice and cool as opposed to blisteringly hot. Yeah, it's, it's still warm outside. Baking outside. Britain it's is still in the middle of than anything else. Yeah. The sun's kind of disappeared a bit. And it's oh, and it came out this muggy. afternoon. It came out this yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I was in here all day. Yeah, Britain is still uh, in the midst of quite the heat wave. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. So cool. next week, Tom will be reviewing Point Blank 2010 Frenchie edition. Mm-hmm. And then we'll toss a coin and see whether it's uh, Dolph Lundgren or Steve Austin yeah. as the star of uh, star of episode seventy one's reviews. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Tune in and see what happens. We'll see yeah. you then. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Tune in. <laughs>